it like we do it. This is Joy. And this is Claire. Welcome to the new podcast. This is Joy and Claire. Hey, guys. We're on the new feed. If you're new to this podcast, we are previously the Girls Gone Wad podcast. And this is our new feed. And we're so, so excited to get started on a new feed and a new journey for 2020. First and foremost, this podcast is sponsored by Four Sigmatic. I think y'all have heard of Four Sigmatic before. If you're on the shrooms, ha ha ha, not what you're thinking of, like the legal kind, Four Sigmatic is an amazing alternative to coffee. And I have to say, I drink this during the day because it kind of feels like coffee, but you're not pumping yourself with caffeine because if you're older like me in the prime of my 40s, I can't sleep at night and uh, you little youngsters can probably handle it, but I cannot. Personally, mushroom coffee is way easier on your gut, doesn't leave you with jittery feelings. Mushroom coffee is more than just coffee. It contains lion's mane. Fun fact, lion's mane mushrooms has long been used by the Buddhist monks to help with focus during meditation. Easy to use packets you can take anywhere. Stash them in your gym bag, your suitcase, your pocket, your purse, you can support the podcast by going to foursigmatic.com forward slash joy or enter code joy at checkout. That's F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C.com slash joy to receive 15% off your order. Adaptogens are the hottest thing right now, guys. Get in on this very fun trend. Give yourself a little boost. And you don't have little to boost. Crash. Little boost. Yeah. Little boost. Yeah, no caffeine crush. That's what we're yeah. here for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, new year, new you. <laughs> New year, new sponsor, <laughs> new discount code, new podcast, new coffee habit, new warm nourishing drink to drink in the middle of the day. <laughs> so excited. Do, do you know how much I hate that phrase, new year, new, new you? Year. I do, in fact, know because I feel yeah. like you've been telling me for approximately seven new, seven new years now. So how have you been seeing the messaging? Do you feel like you're seeing all the detoxes and the, I feel like we've curated our feed to where I don't see as much of that, but I still see a little hint of like habits to jump on in 2020. Okay. So here's what I is driving the the latest thing that's driving me nuts. This is so fun. I love this category of things, things that drive me nuts. New Year's edition. When people are like, Hey, I'm going to be doing a detox but you know, it's not like a real detox. Like I know that I don't really. It's a cool detox. I'm, I'm not like a regular detox. <laughs> I know I totally see that. Yeah, and it's like I know I don't really need to be doing a detox, and you know I know that like I'm not I'm not trying to you know punish myself for the holidays. I just it's just a fun detox. Like you're polishing yeah. a turd. Yeah, you're polishing a turd. <laughs> and it's like we know we know what you're doing. Just it's and it's fine. Just call it what it is. If you're going to do something like that, then just own it. And here's the other thing, guys. Like we like we always talk about, we're not here to shame for what your choices are. The thing that drives me crazy is that that's, I think, under the category of curated imperfection, where it's like, if you want to, you know, do a Whole30 in January, or if you want to cut out alcohol for January or, or whatever, you know, if you want to become a raw vegan who only eats carrot skins for January, do what you got to do, but you just got to own it. Um, so that's, but that's right. been the trend that I've been seeing with the, with the influencers, capital I influencers is like, I'm not a regular detox. I'm a cool detox. <laughs> now, now that detoxes are not cool, they're trying right. to do it without being caught, which is so funny because, yeah, totally. you know, 10, 15 years ago, anything that you did for New Year's was not like published on the internet or seen as like this huge movement. So now we have to be very careful about what we do for New Year's because I 
personally, I'm thinking of doing dry January just because I did it last year and I liked it because it just felt like something simple to do in the new year. It wasn't like I didn't do it from a place of hatred for myself. I did it just because it was a cool app and it's easy and I can objectively say that alcohol is not something I want to, that like adds to my life every single day. So I felt like that was something that was just a really easy thing to do. And then I let it go. And I didn't like beat myself up in February when I had a drink again. (laughs) you know. So like, these are the funny things I'm seeing for New Year's resolutions. And it's fine if you do it, but call it what it is. And last January, I was still pregnant. So it was dry January for me, just like December, November, October, September, August. (laughs) Pretty yeah, much I had a dry all the dry months. I feel like we did just dive right in, but let's go ahead and just take a little mini half step back. In case you are brand new to our podcast, we're going to introduce ourselves. And if you have been here for a long time, we're so grateful that you are here and so thankful that you have come over to This Is Joy and Claire and are continuing to support us. And, you know, you guys know us, but hopefully this will still be kind of fun for you too. I'm Claire. Hello. Um, my last name is pronounced Cook. Fun fact. This is like the le- the least known fact about me on the internet, I would say. K-O-C-H, cook. I live in Longmont, Colorado, and I grew up in Boulder, which is just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Longmont. So I pretty much still live in my hometown, which I absolutely love. I have two kids, Evie, who is going to be a year old in February. So she's 10 Point eight months old. And then Miles, who is four and a half almost. They're hysterical. You'll hear me talk about them quite a lot. Evie is, it's been a very hilarious year, kind of transitioning into two kids, transitioning back into life with a baby. Evie has just started crawling in earnest. She's pulling herself up on everything. She has six teeth. She's just a lot of fun. Miles is like the most, is flamboyant the right word you think for Miles? (laughs) He's just. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. He's, he loves, he's, everything he does is very loud and very big, but he's also like this most sensitive little kid. He, but he loves rainbows. He loves glitter, but he, and he also, very colorful. So colorful. Yep. And like, but then also dinosaurs and trucks. And oh, he's very into Frozen right now. Olaf is really big in our house right now. So just, oh, yeah, great. Normal four year old things plus a very significant dose of rainbows. Um, and glitter, and, which I appreciate. Glitter. It's my favorite color. I know. It really is. My husband is named Brandon, and he is a nurse. Um, he's a perioperative nurse at the hospital here in Longmont, and um, he's been a nurse for about a year and a half. He graduated from nursing school in June of 2018, I guess. Yeah. So that's been that's been going good. And then I also work full-time. You will find out that both Joy and I are not full-time podfluencers. We are just normal people who happen to find an hour in our week every week to do this. Um, I do marketing for Normal a, people. Yeah. I do marketing for a natural foods trade show company. Um, I'm a Sagittarius. I am a... <laughs> I am a... What is my what's my Myers Briggs again? What's yours? I'm an INFJ. I think you're an ENFJ. I'm an ESTJ. Oh, you're yeah. Yeah. Not even close. Well, because I always just remember that I'm the opposite from you, except for the last letter is the same. ESTJ. And I'm an Enneagram eight, which I identify with. Joy doesn't love the Enneagram, but I, I really identify with the eight. Uh what other interesting things should you guys know about me? I really am into tacos cheese boards also I'm really into which have become very trendy I was just texting you the other day about it where I was like like, what is I mean this is so trendy now 
all of a sudden the charcuterie board has become the new thing that I need to feel bad about because I don't do it and I don't have a beautiful one. So everyone's posting all these great holiday photos of their charcuterie board. And <laughs> I'm like, what? why is this all of a sudden really popular? Like I've loved cheese boards for as long as I can remember. And all of a sudden, like it's the new avocado toast, but you know, it's fine. Everybody just jump on that I'm bandwagon. I'm we need more cheese it. in our life. Please embrace the cheese board, guys. This thing, I hope this trend is here to stay because I would love nothing more than to become a cheese board architect. Will you endorse me yeah. on LinkedIn for being a cheese board architect? I will absolutely do that. Yeah. You know, I'm I think sure it's a category a, by think, now. I think that's like a truly irrelevant skill set to my job. To my I think so. To my industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I know. Okay. I'm Joy. I <laughs> I grew up in Arizona. I'm going to keep this very, very brief because everyone who listens to this has probably known a lot about us, but I'll give a brief recap for the new listeners. Grew up in Arizona, moved to Denver for grad school. I always think of it like 10, 12 years ago, but I'm like, oh no, I've been here for like 17 years in Denver. And so I went to grad school. I'm a licensed behavioral health therapist. I work for Kaiser Permanente, Colorado. I manage a team of licensed therapists and we work at an outpatient behavioral health clinic. So I've been a therapist in a lot of different settings for about 20 years. And I have a service animal, JT, who's certified through Canine Companions for Independence. We work together as a therapy team at the clinic. And then we do, obviously, Claire and I have been doing this podcast for almost seven years. This podcast started seven years ago from an offshoot of wanting to do something talking about CrossFit. So we started this podcast when podcasts really were not a thing and I still laugh about that because we barely even knew what a podcast was. We, you know, I was listening to some, Claire didn't really listen to podcasts. We barely knew each other. We went to the same gym and then just started this podcast, like in a guest room sitting on the floor with a tiny little microphone. How far we've come. So yes, welcome to, be, to the show. To be clear, I am still currently sitting in my guest room. I just have a nicer microphone. Yeah, we have nicer microphones. <laughs> I'm actually sitting in a guest room that's kind of like turned into a studio. I know, you have and a yeah, a little fancy desk. But yeah, we've been doing this for a really long time. We really love it. We've built a really great community over the years that we just, I still to this day can't believe that we're lucky to meet the people that we meet and support us the way that you guys do. So thank you for following us to the new feed. We wanted to, the reason that we really wanted to start a new feed and a new name, so previously we were Girls Gone Wad, we wanted to start the new feed because so many listeners were, well, first of all, we weren't talking about CrossFit anymore. We started it with CrossFit because we loved CrossFit. And as you know, if you have a friend who does CrossFit, if you yourself do not do it, that's all they want to talk about when they first start. So we we started it from that when CrossFit was really new. And then over the years, we were kind of like, yeah, we're so much more than this. And there's so much more to life than just working out. And while we still love it, and a lot of us still do it, we wanted to talk about uh, you know other things in our lives. And people were finding the podcast and really connecting to it who didn't even weren't even involved in the fitness world. And we aren't sitting here telling people that you have to work out to listen to our podcast. That's like almost we're almost like the complete opposite of that now. So we just wanted to start new and felt that it was appropriate to change our name so that we can broaden our audience and welcome people who just if you're struggling with marriage, relationships, friendships, mental health, work-life balance, being a mom, just being a human in this world, uh, this is really a place that we wanted to bring more people in that you feel less alone. And this is like our favorite thing to do is to talk and to relate to people that you feel less alone. So we have really with our, I was thinking about this this morning, Claire, like all the guests that we've had 
and our podcast uh, through Girls Gone Wad have really been kind of like fitness related, health related. And while we still love that topic and we still love that talking to experts in that field, I, I just want to expand it to more, especially now that, you know, we've seen the ups and downs of diet culture and um, I think we want to speak more out about like how we can create a fuller life, not just in fitness and health. So that's really kind of what we're about now. And we can't wait to see kind of like where the next phase takes us. We never thought, we always joke about this, we never thought that doing this podcast our previous seven years, that we'd keep going. And so now we're starting a second chapter. And it's kind of cool because it's like, oh, what are we going to do in the next seven years? Hopefully people still listen to this podcast. So again, if you're new, if you're new to the feed, if you're new to us, welcome. We hope you stick around. You can always go back and listen to our previous podcast, which was Girls Gone Wad. And it's all in, you know, in all the podcast apps. And uh, yeah, we're so excited to, to start this new journey. So I, I don't know if you guys can tell for those of us who know our voices, like I'm battling cold number two this winter. I got bronchitis and laryngitis a few weeks ago. And then <laughs> Scott and I went to Oklahoma City for Christmas and to celebrate with his family. And he got this horrible cold. And uh, I just remember thinking like, oh, I'm not going to get it because like I already was sick. <laughs> that was like my thinking. I was already sick, so I'm not going to get sick again. So we're like traveling home on the plane. He's sneezing all over me. And we're in the car driving home. He's sneezing. I'm like, sneeze out the window. Like, don't sneeze towards me. And the whole time, I'm just super cocky about this. I'm like, I'm not going to get sick. Well, yesterday morning, woke up with this horrible cold. So I apologize if I sound really congested. But um, I, I took Sudafed last night, like Sudafed PM, which I don't recommend any type of PM drugs because I cannot stand the hangover you get when you wake up in the morning. But I was just so desperate last night to not ha- to be able to breathe through my nose. So I took a Sudafed PM I slept like a baby, but woke up with like this daze. And I had the craziest dream last night that we were on a stage and we had like this huge theater of people coming to a live show. And I remember being like waking up and being like, oh my gosh, that was so many people. <laughs> and you weren't there. Like for whatever reason, you had left or something. And you were like, I was like waiting for you to come back. But I was like, why was I by myself? And there was all these people in the audience. And I just woke up like in that, you know, that moment where you're like, where am I? Where am I? <laughs> Is this real? I need to go find Claire. <laughs> It's so random. Uh, cold meds really do the go? trick. Yeah, cold meds. Um, I also have a cold because my children are disgusting. So this is, I don't have, I, I think like I sound a little less sick than Joy, but I feel like we keep having to mute ourselves to like clear our throats and blow our noses. And cough and blow our noses. And so we record on Skype. And so Claire and I can see each other when we're recording here. And uh, I can't even tell you how many times we have to mute and like hold our finger up and be like, hold on, I got to cough. But because I'm a great editor, you guys, you don't hear any of that. Okay. So the other thing that I just wanted to talk about just a smidge was I've been doing this unofficial poll for through everyone I meet, like whether I'm at the nail salon or Starbucks or the grocery store or you know at the airport talking to strangers. I asked my all my friends and or my my family in Oklahoma City, um, do you do new or and all my coworkers who are therapists. And I was like, do you do New Year's resolutions? What do you think the answer has been? Like through all of my research, (laughs) all of my unofficial research. Yes. Like anything else that you think? Like other than yes? (laughs) Are people like, I mean, are people like jazzed about it? Are people people like, yes? People probably say if they're being honest, I always try and and they never stick. Okay. All of the people, I would say, I'm again, 
I didn't do actual writing this down, but my tallies have shown nobody does New Year's resolutions. No one. All the therapists look at me and they just shook their head like, no, no, no. And then all of my family was like, nah, no. Everyone, all the strangers on the street that I've been asking, nobody does New Year's resolutions. And they say, yeah, I might have, I used to maybe kind of like write some things down loosely, but I've never done New Year's resolutions. Isn't that funny? That surprises me because I feel like most of the people that I know do something. Yeah. And, and I kind of like ask follow-up questions too. Like, have you ever, like, do you get set goals? Do you do like monthly things? And oh, I will say I got a facial recently. I asked my little aesthetician and she said she usually does try to eat healthier workout. You know, like the, the typical, you would say, like eat healthy workout, be better to your body. And, you know, she said that that sometimes it usually doesn't stick for the long term, but she always has the idea that she wants to do it. So I feel like I, I just want people to hear that because it was really surprising to me because I always put so much pressure on myself every year to reinvent myself <laughs> into some like better version of myself. And I just, it was a little bit freeing to just be like, oh, okay, okay, we don't have to do that. We don't have to worry about that. And so then I kind of went on line and it was talking about like some ideas for the new year. And there was an article, I think through CNN that was talking about like, do you, why resolutions don't work. And so they, they, they did like the micro goals where you do one thing every month. And that's great too, that you can pick something every single month. But, you know, throughout the years of even you and I talking about this, I feel like we get to kind of really do it in real time because we, we do a podcast every year, kind of reviewing the year. And then starting the new year is we used to pick a word and that was great. But I think sometimes like last year, I forgot my word. I had to go back in one of our episodes and, and look it up and listen to it. And so I think kind of what it comes down to is don't set resolutions. And it's fine if you are one of those people that, yes, I need structure and I need to do that. But if you're the type of person that feels like it doesn't feel good for you, <laughs> don't feel the pressure to do it. And I think if you even just start asking strangers on the street, not like random people, but you know, I asked everyone that I was like interacting with. And if you start doing that, I'd be curious to see what people find out because I was really surprised especially like my father-in-law who's like Mr. Driven and he's like super, super into just, he's a workaholic. And I thought for sure. And he's like, no, no, I don't. <laughs> it, does, it doesn't, I, I feel like there's something about human nature is like we want to, like we have that idea of we want to be better and we want to just like have these lofty goals. But at the end of the day, it's just not something that anyone can sustain. I think that's why I've liked doing the broader word in the past couple of years. I really liked that. I like this past year, I felt I, I feel like it's helpful, but I do also like more specific goals. And, you know, I think shorter term stuff tends to work out better for me. And I think just for people in general, it's hard to sustain motivation for a singular goal over 12 months unless it's something really specific, like an Iron Man or something, where it's like there's no wiggle room about what you're trying to accomplish. You know, and we've also talked ad nauseum about smart goals and the whole thing. And I really think it just comes down to like what you're trying to accomplish. I have some much more specific things that I want to do this year. And I'm really excited about them. And I'm excited about using the new year to kind of kick that off because they are things that I've been thinking about for a long time that just have more to do with my lifestyle. So we can talk about mm -hmm. those. But I think for I like them because I do like the concept of sort of having like pretty much an excuse to make a change in your life that's sort of culturally has the stamp of approval. Like, yeah, if this is 
of course, make a change. Like, that sounds great. This is what that time is for. And to me, that's why I think New Year's resolutions and the new year in general does feel a little bit invigorating is because there is this cultural moment every January of like, yeah, try something new. And I think that Mm -hmm. that's not always how we feel. That's a good point, too, of like thinking of like, thinking of the social acceptability. And for example, dry January is a thing. It's pretty well known. And if I'm saying, oh, I'm doing dry January, I always think it's very, Scott and I got into this debate, like a light debate over the holidays, because I was talking about doing dry January. And he's like, yeah, it's, I, it's hard for me to do dry January, because that's when our annual conference is for his work. And he said that every single night there's a happy hour and a dinner and the da 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 da. He's like, that's how business deals are made when you're like socializing and going to all these happy hours with people. I'm like, why don't you just not drink? And he's like, because it's boring. And if people are staying up till eleven or midnight and you're tra- you're talking to people and you're trying to make relationships and business deals, that's just not how it goes. And I was like, but that's so stupid. He's like, yeah, you don't work in that world. I'm like, that's so stupid. And he, I, I couldn't understand. I'm like, why? You're a grown man. Why can't you just say I don't drink? Like, what if you're an alcoholic? And I, again, like, because I work in this field, I see how people are, you have to live in a world where alcohol is a social lubricant and people, it's socially normal to drink. And if you don't drink, people are like, why aren't you drinking? And so I always think about people who battle addictions and they have to go out and socialize. And so I told him that. He's like, yeah, but I don't, I don't have an alcohol problem. I'm like, I know, but what if you were? And this is like, what if you just gave that impression that you don't drink? Like, does that mean that you wouldn't make these deals? And so we got into this like really funny battle because I'm like, I don't understand your logic. He's like, yeah, because you don't work in this world. But back to the whole point too of like the social norm for me to be like, oh, I'm doing dry January. People being like, oh, okay, got it, got it. Now that goes into a whole rabbit hole that I'm not going to get into about whether like why we have to justify our decisions to people, but it is just like, okay, it's just one less thing I have to explain to people. And you and I live in a world where we don't have to really justify our decisions to people. We surround ourselves with people who are really awesome and supportive, but I understand there's people and families who are judgmental, who give you crap, who don't understand your choices, and that you just want to avoid that conversation altogether. So you do have to be like, all right, well, maybe January is a good time to just be like, get off my back. I'm doing this for a resolution. I think that and also it does, I think for myself, like internally, the motivation feels a little bit more, maybe it's just because I'm used to it. And culturally, this is what we hear a lot about this time of year. And, you know, I I know we've talked about like the Gretchen Rubin, the four different types of what are they called? The four, the four types is just what you the four tendencies, tendencies. And that for me, like I'm much more internally motivated, like I'm a Well, I don't know. I feel like I always go back and forth about this, but I definitely identify the most with the questioner on that in that list. I don't really feel like any one of those completely describes me, but I feel like I fit the most in with the questioner. And so something like this, like when I got to start a new habit, I feel like it's just a lot easier if it's part of a tradition or, you know, something that I've done in the past. And for some reason, like this takes away the new it being New Year's takes away my tendency to typically like really want a big reason why I'm doing something versus like in January, a lot it's easier for me to just be like, yeah, I'm going to try this. And you know, there's, there's no actual difference between starting a new habit and January 1st than any other day of the year, except that 
for me and I think for most a lot of people out there, it feels culturally a little bit easier. So Yeah. yeah. And there's I mean, let's be honest, it's exciting around the new year. The New Year's really exciting. Yeah. New Year's Eve and is really fun. It's a big right. deal. Like people, you know, fireworks across the world and all these celebrations for a new year and a new start and a new you. <laughs> Not really. Don't ever say that. But I think that that's a good point. You know, just like the energy around it is fun. Do what works for you. But I just think for me personally, I'm so, I'm talking about like the the idea that we have to have these resolutions and stick to them. And I just think so the social phenomenon around how people are really not following through for the whole year, we should be paying attention to that. We should be so we're setting ourselves up for success if in fact you do want to make some type of change. Like okay, read Atomic Habits and talk about maybe change. That's the thing. Maybe that's the thing that really we need to move away from is assuming that a New Year's resolution is going to apply to the full following 12 months. Right. Like, why don't we just do January? Right. Or just like, why don't we just talk about, why don't we celebrate in January? Yeah. Or just like, this is a habit that I'm interested in pursuing until it feels, this need feels met. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Why don't we just see how it goes? Like, let me, let me just explore this idea and then I can change my mind. Like, there's been plenty of episodes that you and I have done where we've been like, this might be cool. I maybe would like to do this. And then we've completely changed our minds. So if you explore something and change your mind, that also is an answer. And that's cool. Yes. Um, Okay, so I want to talk about the things that after all of this, like, you know, low key goal bashing, I want to talk about my goals. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Let's take a quick break and talk about one of our other sponsors of this great podcast, blueblocks.com, the stylish blue blocking glasses. You can support the podcast by going to blueblocks, B-L-U-B-L-O-X.com and get a discount code. We're using the old code of GGW for a discount off your order. That's B-L-U-B-L-O-X.com, the stylish blue blocking glasses. And when you purchase a pair of blue light blocking glasses through Blue Blocks, you We'll donate a pair of reading glasses to someone who desperately needs them in the developing worlds. So thank you for your purchase and supporting the podcast. You can also post a picture wearing your Blue Blocks glasses with the hashtag Blue Blocks, and they'll donate an additional pair of reading glasses to Restoring Vision. That is a win-win-win. Support the podcast, blueblocks, B-L-U-B-L-O-X.com, discount code G-G-W. And I know that you guys can find cheapy, crappy Blue light blocking glasses on Amazon for five bucks. These are so much better than those. These are going to filter. These a are lot more such light. good quality. They're so much more effective. They're really high quality. They're super comfortable to wear. I have the crappy blue blocker glasses that you get on Amazon. The lenses scratched after wearing them for like 10 minutes. I didn't even do anything. It was like a breeze went by and the lenses scratched. These are super high quality. You definitely get what you pay for here. If you are somebody who sits in front of a computer every day, which most of us are, it is definitely worth it to invest in a really nice pair of blue blocking glasses. And you, they have a variety of different types of lenses for different types of day or for different times of day. So go check them out. Don't be dismayed by the fact that you can get a cheaper version elsewhere because you definitely get what you pay for. Everyone who stares at a screen all day should have a high quality pair of these glasses because the quality really does make a difference. Okay, let's talk about your goals. Let's talk about my goals. So, okay, so for 2020, I have decided, and I've been thinking about this for a while, and again, I feel like it's like an excuse for me to have a launch, starting jumping off date. But so my biggest goal for 2020 is to stop using Amazon Prime. I use Amazon Prime so much, like, like all the time. I have the app. I probably mm-hmm. had 
over 150 orders in 2019. And I just, it's not necessary. And it's a convenience thing. I spend way more money than I would if, you know, I had to actually go out and get these items. And 99% of it is stuff that I could just as easily buy in a real store. I think Jeff Bezos is going to shut us down. You know what? (laughs) Sorry. Sorry, JB. Really, that's the thing is that I don't feel like Amazon is a company that I want to be supporting. You know, they they kind of suck. Like they're they're don't really support their workers. They don't pay their taxes. They're not a company that I want to be giving my money to if I have another choice. Yeah, I've heard of like horror stories of people like working in Amazon factories. Like you can't even take a lunch break or a bathroom break and people are like peeing in containers. Like, yeah. I don't know if that's true, but that's horrible, horrible working conditions. Right. Like the warehouse workers are like based off, you know, they're paid off of their like how many packages they get shipped out every day. I don't I don't know. But they just it's not, you know, it's a, it's the big box, box company. Like if you've seen the movie Wally, they're this is by and large, guys. Da, 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 like. Amazon is by and large. Oh my God, that's such a good point. And let me correct myself. I've heard I've heard that their breaks are so short that by the time they make it to a bathroom that's like a million miles away, they've already they're too late. So then they just pee in a container. Like that's what I've heard through rumors, which are always true. Always true. <laughs> I just feel like I should be spending my money elsewhere. You know, it's like vote with your dollars, be the change you want to see in the world. <laughs> So I'm going to stop shopping Amazon. And and I, I also do know that sometimes Amazon carries smaller brands, which can help that smaller brand. But I think, again, 99% of the time I can find those. First of all, when I'm ordering on Amazon, that typically is not who I'm ordering from, right? Like I'm not finding the artisanal battery makers. Like I'm buying, you know, I'm not I'm not buying the art the artisanal stuff on Amazon. But Right. No. So, you know, that doesn't really apply to me. There definitely are times when I'll like order a cookbook or something from an author, but I could just as easily order that cookbook directly from that author's website or go into a right. bookstore and, you know, give my money to a local bookstore, which local bookstores are struggling as it is. And I Right. Really what it came down to for me too is like I live just outside of Boulder where, you know, 45 minutes from Denver, I am within an hour of any type of store I could possibly need to buy something from. It's not like I live in a rural town. Like when we used to live in Moab, there are no women's clothing stores in Moab. Like there right. are no, you know, there's nowhere to buy like a nice kitchen knife unless you want to drive an hour and a half to Grand Junction. Like if you live there, you're ordering stuff online and that's fine. But that is not my reality. So the other, the biggest thing about this though is that I have, am extending this to Whole Foods because now Amazon owns Whole Foods and Whole Foods is where I do all of my grocery shopping. Right, right, right. Now what about Thrive Market? Thrive is doing good things. Yeah. So I, I mean, I'm going kind of anywhere else. Okay. You know, okay. I feel well, but I about- like what you said too, like about like supporting smaller businesses. And as you were talking about that, I was like, oh, actually this would be, this is, I like this kind of resolution idea of when you are doing an automatic behavior, such as ordering from an app, ordering from Amazon, ordering from those convenience things or anything convenience, could you really do something to support a smaller business? Could you do something that's supporting people who are, you know, trying to have a job and create a business for themselves where you're just kind of acting from convenience? I thought that's a good idea. Yeah. And that's definitely what I'm going for. So like, I think I have started grocery shopping at Lucky's, which is like a smaller um, Boulder based or Colorado based. We have one right by our house. And I feel, I feel so so lucky because Lucky's is the best. 
Lucky's is between me and Whole Foods. Like I would drive past Lucky's to go to Whole Foods. And, you know, they don't have nearly as much of a selection, but they have everything that I need. And I don't need to be, you know, spending $12 on like fresh packed anchovies at Whole Foods. I can get the canned ones. That's fine. Which, by the um, way, oh, I can't believe you eat those. <laughs> so gross. People are like, wait, that's your example? <laughs> I love anchovies, guys. I'm not I'm not going to apologize. And then also, so, you know, we get a half cow every year. So we have our chest freezer, our deep freeze in our garage. We buy a half cow every year, which we've done now for five or six years. And I love it. And so we also recently joined a chicken CSA from a farm in Longmont. So we get like five or six chickens a month, whole frozen chickens. We go pick them up. Joy's face. <laughs> um, and then we're also going to buy a whole pig and split it with my mom. And so we're really trying, and that's also from a local farm in Fort Collins. And so we're really trying to consolidate our meat purchasing. And that's another thing. Like, basically, I started this thought process thinking, I'm tired of giving my money to Amazon. This has become, first of all, I'm spending too much money on stuff I don't need. So how can I curb that? Well, I can take the Amazon app off my phone because it's so easy to just think of something and then literally order it with one click. So I'm going to stop doing that. That's the thing. It's like when you're thinking about it, you're like, oh, I need that. And you just add it to your cart. Right. And like, you know, sometimes, yeah, it's it's quick and easy to order batteries because you just ran out of them. But is it really that much that hard to just write it down and get it the next time you're at the store? So then that thought process snowballed into, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, I don't really like supporting Amazon as a whole as a business. So then that snowballed into, well, if I'm not going to support Amazon.com, then I need to stop supporting Whole Foods because I spend so much money you know, such a huge percentage of my budget goes towards groceries. And all of that is basically just going into Amazon's pocket. So how else can I do that? So then that snowballed into, oh, I really just want to be much more sustainable with my food choices in general. I want to be buying meat from local farmers. I want to be, you know, doing, growing my own vegetables, getting local vegetables when I can. It's a little bit hard here in Colorado because our growing season is pretty short. So it's kind of just all snowballed. I also know someone's going to bring this up that Amazon, where they actually make their money, is because they are the what are the the cloud hosting platform for Netflix, for every single streaming service that you can imagine. All of that data is hosted on the Amazon cloud. I acknowledge that, and I also acknowledge that there's not a better alternative for me. Like that's kind of also where this is coming from. Is that like I was saying before, it's really easy for not easy, but it's very straightforward for me to find another alternative. There's not an alternative to Disney Plus when you have a four-year-old who wants, you know, I could go buy the DVD, I guess, but. <laughs> right. That's too, that but would be, then you're thinking of like, yeah. okay, then you're you're paying for packaging that's, you know, if you're looking at waste, like there's all these things you could go down a rabbit hole. So I think we have to draw the line somewhere, right? So I think that in and of itself is fine. It's enough. To at least just have that idea, too, that you're trying to be more mindful and more conscious of all this consuming that we're doing. I think of Amazon all the time when, and I don't order from it a ton. I will say I'm pretty good about it. Like, I'm not constantly ordering from Amazon. But I do the convenience thing where if I think of something, I'm like, oh, I just got to add that to my cart because I don't want to, if it's a specialty product and I have to go to 10 different stores to find 10 different things, blah, blah, blah. But I think the thing that drives me nuts is when I get all these boxes and I'm just like, oh, I feel like such a waste with the packaging of every single thing. And while most of the time the packaging inside is pretty minimal, like to use the air bubble thingies, and but I just think of the cardboard and the recycling and 
that that's the thing that, that I'm thinking of more right now is like the waste. You know, we got a lot of meals delivered to us last year because we had a sponsor and it drove me crazy every time. While again, the plast- the packaging was recyclable, the ice packs weren't and I was getting two orders a week and every time I got it, I was like, "Oh, I just I feel so bad." And so Luckily, we're, you know, that ended and we're not doing that anymore. I mean, it was great food, but I always felt so bad about the packaging. So I'm, I'm thinking more about waste now and, and all of those things that kind of come along with ordering online. That is actually exactly where this started is that Brandon was like, why do I feel like I am taking a load of boxes to the recycle center every freaking weekend? This is driving me crazy. It's the bane of my existence. That's what Scott, yeah, full of that's boxes. what, yeah. Oh, Scott hated that. Scott drove him nuts. He's always like, why am I breaking down boxes all the time? I'm like, I'm sorry. That's exactly but- like, you- yeah. So that was really where it started is it was like, okay, I got to cut down on these boxes. And then it just has snowballed into what I think, you know, I'm hoping is going to be a a shift into just being more mindful about not just habitually consuming. And what I mean by that is like taking myself out of the habit of just always consuming in the same way and just asking myself the question, is there a more sustainable way for me to be purchasing this object? And sometimes the answer is going to be no. You know, I bet there will still be times when I have to go on Amazon because it's like, listen, Miles, I'm not going to drive around for two hours to find you like a rainbow dinosaur Halloween costume when I know that I could find this on Amazon in 15 minutes. You know, stuff like that, like I'm sure will still come up. But I'm really, really hoping to cut down dramatically and use that as a last resort rather than a first resort. And I mean, as as we're talking about this, I'm thinking of Greta Thunberg. And I'm just like, oh, we could all be more like Greta. Like, can we just please be passionate about, you know, I know you're super passionate about sustainability and land preservation and just making sure that all of our, you know, the environment that we live in is clean and going somewhere positive. And I think that we could get into that as well of, you know, I don't want to, it's so easy for me to just be like, oh, I don't want to think about that because it scares me to death. But that's, we should be thinking about that. So just kind of riffing off what you were just saying for 2020, my intention is to, and I think as you were saying this too, I was thinking of like, oh, I think it's so much easier for us to go to resolutions on how we can help ourselves and what we want to do to be better people. And I think that's all great, but I think we could do a better job of thinking of other people and thinking of the earth and thinking of the environment and thinking, you know, so thinking outside of yourself is a really positive thing as well. And I also think that we can get a little self-absorbed with resolutions, not like that's a bad thing. Self-care is fine, but Let's think about the environment for 2020. Let's think about other people for 2020. Let's think about things that we're using. And I think of Marie Kondo of all the stuff that I purged this year doing my tidying up crap. And anytime I want to buy something, I always think, do I have this? Do I need another one? Like, you know, purchasing clothing or the fast fashion trends. Like I'm trying not to do fast fashion as much where you're just buying crap that's mass produced and then they throw it away. And then also just reusing clothing and going online and buying things used or even I love buying cleaning products and buying cleaning products that are nicer to the environment. Or I have a bad habit of like buying things in bulk where I don't need it. So my rule right now is I can only purchase new things like new cleaning products or new bath products or whatever it is, shampoos, if I'm really close to being out of it. Because I will do this thing where I just kind of hoard stuff where I'm like, oh, I want like 10 different choices for shampoo. Totally unnecessary. So I can only buy things if I'm running out of it. It's like, that's my thing right now too. So these are all really good things to think about. I feel like, I feel like I've, 
processed a lot of my emotions around resolutions. <laughs> I know this this episode started out with you being like a little bit salty, and now I feel like you've come full circle. Yeah. Now um, I feel like we've come full, full circle. Yeah. And that was actually another pl- thing that I had had started back in like October, November. It was only buying used clothes, like thrifting. I traditionally have hated thrifting because I hate sorting through clothes at thrift stores. It, it's not fun for me. Yeah. Like some people feel like, oh yeah, like I'm treasure hunting. I just get stressed out. I'm like, eh, how do I know what I'm... I immediately get overwhelmed and just leave. Like I cannot mentally handle being in thrift stores so apps like Poshmark that kind of thing where I can search by brand or search, you know actually like and thread up thread yeah. all the, so that those have been really helpful for me and that has really like opened up the world of thrifting to me because I physically get stressed out by going to thrift stores and so I just never did it before because people would be like oh let's go like especially in college everyone's like let's go thrifting. oh be yeah like, I would rather poke myself in the eye than go to a thrift store because it's going to be less painful to poke myself in the eye I've, I I've loved thrifting great. I used to I used to love it because I had you like zero dollars and it was uh I don't love yeah yes yes sometimes it kind of depends. But I just remember thrifting was fun for me because I had zero money and I was just dying to find like the the idea of finding something that I could potentially, you know, find as a treasure was really exciting. But now I've kind of changed to where I'm just exhausted by going shopping. I, I like to browse products. I don't love clothes shopping, which is so weird to me because whenever well, maybe it's because Scott loves clothes shopping. So whenever we go or I, I have to like mentally prepare myself. But it's it's almost like it's almost like you have to be in the right mindset. You can't feel like you're having a bad hair day type of thing. Like <laughs> it's so funny. Like it has to be the perfect weather conditions to go shopping. So, um, but yeah, I get it. I think recycling clothes and being more mindful of that is. Oh my gosh, I just really hope people kind of get on that bandwagon because we waste so much crap, or we have ten that, pairs yeah. of leggings that are the same. I want to like bring some somebody on the podcast to talk about how wasteful the, the fashion industry is. The one thing that I really like about my one hundred percent. Yeah. One thing that I really like about my job is that I, there's a huge conversation in natural foods right now around regenerative agriculture and they've extended that. A lot of the like people who are having that conversation in the industry have extended that into fashion because, you know, actually textiles are a huge component of the agriculture within not so much this country, but around the world and a little bit this country, especially now that hemp is like kind of having a, a moment in fashion, but it is insane how polluting the fashion industry is and we don't think about it because we focus on transportation and we focus on you know oh my gosh yeah on um non-renewable energy we don't really think about the the supply chain of our clothing so yeah that's yeah a whole other i hear horror stories about that no i totally agree i think when you hear about fast fashion i've been listening to a lot of podcasts i know there's a lot of great environmental focused podcasts about fashion industry or just recycling and taking care of the planet. And, you know, just thinking of this little 16 year old Greta, who's traveling the world trying to talk about global warming and being nice to the environment and improving what we can do as humans to help the world um, and the future generations. But I, I agree. Anyone who knows a someone in the fashion industry who can talk about the mass production of fast fashion. So I'm trying not to put my dollars there. You know, I think about Patagonia, where they've been doing this for years of recycling and doing things 
using materials that are recycled from their old jackets and they'll take jackets and they want them to last forever for that reason. Like they don't, that's the whole premise of their business. And there's a couple, there's a lot of Colorado companies that kind of follow that same model where I have a couple backpacks that they, they make the material, they make the backpacks from old ski jackets, you know, things like that, where I can buy that going, okay, I know this is something that wasn't super harmful to the environment. You know, we can go off on tangents. Like the other day I posted, I'll just say this really, really quick. I posted a a brow liner that I was using, a brow filler, and someone wrote and was like, oh, I think they do animal testing. I'm like, holy shit, no. Like that is, I don't stand for that. And so these are the things I just want to keep I want to keep my eyes open instead of just being like, oh, it's convenient and I don't want to know the the sacrifices that were that went into making this. Like that's just really irresponsible. So speaking of being irresponsible, can I finish with one more thing? Yes, please. I feel like I'm gonna I think I feel like I'm gonna use I'm gonna lose all credibility for what I'm about to say, but I just have to end on this note so you can make fun of me. <laughs> I feel so, like, you're be like I'm starting a juice cleanse. <laughs> It's not, like a, it's not like a real detox. It's a cool detox. So I found this new product that I really love, and I'd like to tell you about it. Could you, do you have time for a few questions? No. Um, hey, girl. Hey, chica. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Whew, bring it back on track. Okay. So bring it back on track. Just to end on this note, please don't hate me. We're getting a Peloton treadmill. <laughs> I mean... I, I'm, I'm laughing because of everything we just talked about, but I also feel like that actually is, it makes total sense for you because of like, I feel like Scott is going to love the Peloton. Oh my God. Oh my God. So it all started because we've had a treadmill for 10 years and we've had a Nordic Trek t- treadmill. It's a great incline trainer, blah, blah, blah. Like in the snow, in the days where you can't really, I don't know, I, whatever. I'm not trying to justify it, but we do like it because there's an option if like, you're stuck in the house for a few days and you just feel like you need to move or something. We've loved this treadmill, but it's crapped out on us and it's starting to break down. And so Scott, of course, does all the research and he's like, well, let's go look at the tr- the Peloton. So we went and looked at it the other day and it's pretty amazing. <laughs> so it was like, when, you remember when Phoebe on Friends like doesn't want to, uh, uh, it's the apothecary table or whatever. She doesn't want to buy from Pottery Barn because everything's mass produced, but then she like falls in love with everything at Pottery Barn and she's like, I need that lamp. And that's exactly how I felt. I was like, oh, Peloton. I'm never really against it. I was just more like, oh, okay, that's like so expensive and it's all this hubbub. But like the second I tried it, I was like, oh my God, this is an amazing piece of machinery. And so, yeah, we are getting one. I know a lot of one. people who have them and love them. A lot of the, the um, people who I work with use them. We actually have a Peloton bike in the gym on site at our work. And so a lot of people buy just the Peloton membership because you can use the bike at work. Oh, that's um, awesome. It's really cool. And so, yeah. So I know a lot of people who, who use it and they really like it. So, But yeah. Scott Scott was like, can can I post... Scott's always trying to interject into our podcast. He's like, will you post a picture of me on the new treadmill and I'm going to look scared like that girl looks scared? I'm like, no, you're not. You're not we're not going to do that, Scott. But no, you Scott. can... You can <laughs> <laughs> we're not feeding into that. Ridiculous. So yeah, we're, we're not feeding into that. But it's so... It's, it's amazing though. Like the tread's really cool. The screen is amazing. The classes are really cool. It's an intuitive piece of machinery. Oh, I'm I just feel kind of bad because we just, yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. But uh, yeah, we're getting it delivered in a couple of weeks and I'm just That'll like, oh, so geez, fun. here we go. I hate, spin. Okay. Well, you love so, spin, so that makes sense. I hate spin. You made me go to spin well, classes sometimes. We're getting a treadmill. Oh, 
I thought it was the bike this whole time. No, the, we're getting the treadmill. I, yeah. I heard you yeah. say you were replacing your treadmill, but I assumed you were replacing it with the bike. Yeah. Nonetheless, treadmill. it still makes sense. I feel like it's a good a good fit for you. All right. Okay, well, great. Um, Everybody don't hate me. I mean, it's fine. Okay. I, I will not be purchasing any new workout equipment probably in 2020. No. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys, this has been the first amazing episode of This Is Joy and Claire. We hope that you loved it. We hope that we have put yeah, that was fun. Ease. If you are somebody who's come over from Girls Gone Wild, that the podcast is going to change yeah. because I feel like this right. episode, nothing was different about it at all, except for- No, intro. we're still here. We're still here. And thank you to our amazing sponsors who help keep this podcast going for Sigmatic, the delicious, wonderful mushroom infused adaptogen drinks that you can try out with discount code JOY. As in, this is Joy and Claire. Joy. <laughs> Four Sigmatic, F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C dot com. Discount code Joy. And Blue Box, the super high quality, really fashionable, very effective blue blocker glasses, B-L-U-B-L-O-X dot com. The discount code for that one is G-G-W. Thank you guys so much for listening. Please tell your friends. Please subscribe. You can find us on Instagram at Joy and Claire underscore. We are at joyandclaire.com. Hopefully by the time you hear this, I will have turned that website around from the current just like dumpster fire that it is, but maybe not. Um, <laughs> you can email us at thisisjoyandclaire at gmail.com. It's a little long. It's a bit of a mouthful when you're, type, you're typing it in, but thisisjoyandclaire at gmail.com. And you can find us at Twitter at Joy and Claire. And our Facebook is still Girls Gone Wad, huh? We got to work on that. Well, I, tr- I put in a request to change it, but it's really funny because Facebook is like, you're being misleading. So you have to appeal why you're changing the name. Oh, good. Because they think if you're going to, ch- they think, they think you're like doing a bait and switch oh. if you change your name on something. So I had to appeal the name. So we're eventually going to change the Facebook, but it's still under Girls Gone Wad. But, you know, like anything, this is just going to take some time. It's true. It's like changing your name <laughs> in the DMV. It's like changing. And then you still get really like some alumni Things take time. years later with your maiden name on it. So you can still go to our Facebook maiden name. I feel like that's how we can, we can describe this. this Girls Gone Wild is like our totally. podcast maiden name. It really is. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for joining us. Please subscribe. If, you, if we are not available yet on your favorite podcast platform, don't fret. We are getting up and running on more and more platforms as the days go by. We will keep you posted on our Instagram stories about where you can find us and um, on our website as well. But if you listen to an obscure website or excuse me, this obscure podcast app that you really want to be able to listen to, this is Joy and Claire on, let us know and we will go ahead and submit our feed. But right now we have submitted to Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Pandora, iHeartRadio. I think that was it. So if there's another podcast app that you're not seeing us on, please let us know and we will get on that. We love you guys. Thank you. Thank you guys. See you later. Bye. Like we do